This is Meg Tilton at the A-Cow Life, episode number 52, Being Offended. This is the A-Cow Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's podcast. I'm so glad you each are here. I am actually on vacation. (laughs) I'm recording this in a cabin right now in Montana, and... I have to say that this place where I am right now is heaven to me. My aunt owns um, several acres of property on Flathead Lake in northwestern Montana. And we're all here for a family reunion this week. And so it's super fun. And I am so glad to be here. It's just what I needed. And it's so fun to be with my cousins and my aunts and uncles and just having a good time getting to know one another. So that's what we're doing. So I hope you guys are all having some fun on your summer vacations or during your summer breaks and that you're able to see some really cool things and get together with friends and family and enjoy this time of year. It has so many good things about it, but definitely this is what I definitely picture as heaven. It's just gorgeous here. They have a gorgeous piece of property. I actually had a friend who texted me today and was wondering if we were on vacation yet. And I said, yep. I'm like, I'm sitting out on this beautiful deck and overlooking this lake. And, and I sent her some pictures and she was like, oh my gosh, that looks, I'm so jealous. And I'm like, you know, (laughs) I text her back. I'm like, I don't really normally like approve of people being jealous. I don't think it's a healthy emotion by any means. And I said, but this is a time you should be jealous of me because it's awesome. <laughs> anyway, so you should all be jealous of me for sure. Okay. And I don't want you to be offended about that because that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about not being offended, right? How many of us get offended? It's a pretty easy and common thing that happens in today's society. And I think it's one that really needs to be talked about because it's just not something that's productive or really gives us any advantage in any way. And it can really just end up hurting ourselves and other people. So I want you to start off today, um, just kind of thinking of a time where you were offended by somebody and I want it to be a time that it like really stung and it really hit you hard. And what exactly did you feel like? I want you to kind of really identify what that was like and how did you react? And then what was the outcome from your reaction? Right? So really think about that. I just want you to kind of have that as an example to kind of go through today's podcast thinking about. So in today's society, we spend a lot of time, a lot of time making sure that one, we don't offend people, but I'm not really going to talk about that today, but we spend a lot more time on people who have offended us 
and it's so time consuming and it's exhausting. And in the end, it's 100% useless. Like does not do anything for us. So it's a really important thing to try and clear up in our lives and really realize some important things about it that we're going to talk about. Here is why I think we spend so much time on when we have been offended by somebody. And I think it's because when we're offended, we're hurt, right? It's a form of being hurt or injured emotionally. And so we want to hold somebody else accountable for that. We don't like that emotion so much that we don't want to have to take ownership of it. And so we want to dish it off onto somebody else. And so we feel justified in doing this. We feel like somebody else caused me to feel this way. And so there should be some payback for that. There should be an apology. There should be something that this other person does to make me feel better. But here's the thing. Nobody can offend you you always choose to be offended. What? Right? And it is so true. It is so true. And I really do think that there is no truer statement than we choose to be offended. I really think that that's true. And it's hard. It's really hard to separate that out. And it's where it takes a lot of work on our part to really be clear on who we are. And I think to really be clear on who the other person is and really kind of try and come at situations, viewing them from their perspective and really getting the full story before we choose to be offended because it is a choice. I just want you to ask yourself, why do you think we choose to be offended? And I really think it all comes down to the value and meaning we place on what others say to us. So we, we, they say something to us and we put meaning behind it. And to illustrate this point, I want to tell you about two experiences that happened to me on my mission. So I served my mission in Seoul, South Korea. And so I obviously had to learn Korean And this first incident occurred when I was still a relatively new missionary. And I was standing on a street corner with my Korean companion and a man came up and started discussing something with my companion and talking with her. Now, this was kind of unusual because usually we didn't speak to men. This is a really interesting thing about my mission is that I only proselyted to women and the elders only proselyted to men. Now that didn't mean that we couldn't talk to men. It was just that we would never go up to a man and start talking to him about the gospel. It was like a cultural thing that that just didn't happen. So it was kind of fun because we could always go proselyting like on a street corner with the elders because they could only talk to the guys and we could only talk to the girls. So it was kind of fun. So I was standing on the street corner and my companion was talking to this man and I could tell that he was really not happy by his body language and his tone of voice, but I had no idea what he was saying. So I just stood there and I just waited for him to finish talking to my companion. Now I could see that my companion was getting a little flustered and was trying to keep her cool. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I, you know, I just didn't know what was going on. And so when he finally left, my companion told me that he'd been saying some really rude things about the church and had been swearing at her. And that experience taught me such a valuable lesson because words only mean something when we give them meaning, right? So to me, they were just words that were being spoken and they carried no meaning because I didn't understand what was being said. So I couldn't put any meaning behind it. And to my companion, they were words that carried meaning because she understood what he was saying. And so she put meaning behind what he was saying to her. And yet the very interesting thing is, is that we both heard the exact same thing, right? If we were just hearing what was audibly being said, we heard the exact same thing, but she put a different meaning behind those words than I did, right? So fascinating. So let's jump to another experience that I had on my mission. Now, this was towards the end of my mission. So I was sitting in a restaurant and I was eating lunch when a Korean struck up a conversation with me in English and began to rail on the U.S. and was telling me how much he hated Americans. Now, I have to say, to be honest, at this point in my mission, I kind of found this a little bit humorous, but I also felt myself kind of jumping to getting a little bit more defensive. And I wanted to send him straight. Like I was like, okay, I can't believe you're saying these things because none of them are true. And I knew he had it all wrong. Like that's just what I knew. And I felt I needed to correct him. And this was because I was giving meaning to his words. They stung me more than if he had been speaking to me in Korean and I didn't understand what the meaning was behind the words that he was saying to me, right? I didn't know the definitions. I didn't know what they meant. So this is the kind of the point that I want to make is that it's not the words that people actually speak to us that make us want to be offended. It is the meaning that we put behind the words that we find ourselves being offended by. So for years, I have thought an old nursery rhyme has gotten it all wrong when it says, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. To me, words can really hurt and be far more damaging in many cases than sticks and stones. I really did believe that for a long time. But I want you to ask yourself, can they? Can words really be more hurtful? If it is true that each of us gets to choose the value and meaning we give to what others say, then we need to realize that they can't hurt us unless we let them. So that nursery rhyme really is true, that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. And then there needs to be like a continuing sentence there, unless I let them right? Words cannot hurt me unless I let them, unless I put some meaning behind them. Okay. So let's go back to the incident that I asked you to think about at the beginning, something that really somebody said to you that was very offensive and that it really hurt you. What were the thoughts that made you feel so hurt? What meaning did you give the words that this person said? What did you make them mean? 
Like I have children who will often come to me and say, he says I'm stupid. (laughs) This goes on between my boys a lot. He says I'm stupid. He says I'm, I'm, I'm dumb. He says I'm not athletic. He says I'm not good at this. He says I'm not nice, (laughs) right? There's all these accusations usually that happens between them. And I always say to them, do you believe him? Do you believe what he's saying? And a lot of times they'll say no. And so I'm like, so then what's the problem? The problem is, is that they do believe him. There's a part of them that does believe that, right? And so then they are offended because they're putting meaning behind the word. So we have to be really careful with what we believe and the meanings that we put because we get offended because we actually put some truth to what people are saying about ourselves. And then that's when we get offended. I think that one of the biggest lessons that we need to learn in this life is that what others say about us has everything to do with them and nothing to do with us. And I really think that as we really are able to view it in that way, this helps tremendously in helping us not get offended. So when we allow ourselves to take a step back and look at a situation and to think about why a person may say or do something that doesn't seem right and try our hardest to get into their shoes, then offensive situations kind of drop away, right? I honestly think that this is how the Savior was able to love everyone, no matter what they said or did to him. He was able to understand where they were coming from and what led them to the point that they were at. And we see this really well displayed when he was hanging on the cross and he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Right? He was totally able to understand where they were coming from and that they had no idea that they were killing the savior of the world. They had no idea. And so he didn't need to be offended, right? There was no, what they thought or what they did to him or what they said to him did not diminish his value, did not make him any less of the savior of the world and did not take his role away. It didn't do anything for that. And so he was able to not be offended by what anybody ever said to him because he knew who he was. He knew his purpose on this earth and nothing anybody else did or said would change that. Now, if you are anything like me, this is an area where I have a lot of work to do. I'm working on all of these concepts that I teach you in this podcast, just like all of you are working on them too. So don't ever think that, oh, Meg has it all figured out and knows exactly how to do it all. I don't. I'm always learning. I'm always expanding. I'm always improving myself. And this is one that has been hard for me in the past and still comes up and I have to really, really work at it. But I can see the benefits of doing it because I have been less offended in the last year or two than I have in the past. And that's a big step. Now that doesn't mean I don't get offended. I'm not saying that. That doesn't mean that I don't let people offend me, 
right? Or that I don't allow myself to be offended. It's just something that I'm getting better at. Now, somebody that does this great is my husband. Dr. Tilton is really good at not being offended by what other people say. And he is constantly giving people the benefit of the doubt and is always trying to see it from their perspective and and gain greater understanding. And I have several friends who do this as well. And I see a really huge positive effect in their own life as well as all the people around them because they really try and see things from other people's perspectives and not be offended. So here's the thing. The next time you feel offended, I want you to take a step back and try and observe the situation from the other person's viewpoint. Look into what may be going on in that other person's life, the struggles they may be having, the experiences they may have had that led them to where they are now. Then I want you to return whatever they give you with love. I absolutely love the quote by Barbara Johnson that was restated by our late president, President Monson, that goes, Never let a problem to be solved become more important than a person to love. So that means never let your offense be a bigger problem than the person who may have said those things to you that you chose to be offended about to be loved. So we need to always be trying to love everybody, no matter what they say or what they do to us. And I think that this is so true in our lives. And if we can really learn how to do this, our lives will be changed so much for the better. And our interactions with those around us will just go to another higher level and come from a more loving and authentic place. Okay. All right. That's what I'm going to leave you with. I'm sorry if this podcast was a little strange. I am totally tired. It's like 1230 at night, (laughs) but it's the only quiet time that I have to record this. So I hope you all have a great rest of your week and I'm going to enjoy the rest of my time here in Montana and I will be back next week with you. And I can't wait to talk to you then about another subject that I hope will improve your life. All right, everybody have a great week and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.